Well, anyways, we we have other conferences around the world, so please um, be in touch and please attend those uh, conferences also. Okay, let's enter into chapter eight. And we heard that in chapter seven, God shot the uh, law and high priest on this earth. And in chapter eight, in chapter eight, God is shutting the old covenant and the uh, earthly tabernacle. So these five new systems that we are talking about. It's actually declaring the new method of the heavenly kingdom upon this earth. So it's, it's essential for us to live, live by God's kingdom. So that means that we need to live by these five new systems. And if you are not living by these five systems, it means that you are going out of that, that kingdom of God. That's why Jesus has shown these five new systems through his first coming. And in this end time, this is a time that, that we are um, completing these five systems. We need to meet the heavenly high priest in order to meet God instead of the earthly high priest. And, and we need to avoid the legalism and the religion because we cannot meet God through legalism. Those people whose spirituality is going well, they have very small probability to commit these famous well-known scenes. So enemies are well aware of this. And, and they instead um, disguise themselves as holiness and they come into us. That's a legalism, that's a religion. And when it becomes a religion, you become hardened. And you begin to lose the true joy. The work of renewal is being stopped. This is religion. So pastors like me, after about 10 years preaching, you begin to lose, you begin to lose um, the materials to preach about. And you consider that as a normal thing. And even the church members, after attending the church for about 10 years, you, you, you get used to it. And you only attend the church because of your loyalty. Oh, because I've been attending this church for a long time, I will just continue to attend. But it means that there's something wrong about that. There's religion. Church must be renewed every day. Not because of the excellency of a one pastor. But because God is providing all the grace and everything that is needed to make the church be renewed. Especially the pastor himself will be renewed in the first place. This is normal. And through the message we will hear how is that possible. 
but thinking that after 10 years and 20 years of spirituality, you don't have any much left to do. No, that's a mistake. We will change eternally. We will go step by step with the desire to be changed like God. Such a tremendous thing. So in any ways, the reason, the reason that your changing is stopped, it is an evidence that's showing that you, you are in a dangerous status. It's been 34 years since I met the Lord. More than anyone else, my wife is a witness that I've been changing continuously because she's been watching me next to me for the last 34 years. Of course, it is, it is inevitable for the church members to see that because, because they only see me from time to time and they are not living with me, but but even uh, even the wife who's living with me all 24/7 and still noticing me being changed is a clear evidence. I'm not talk, uh, talking about this to boast about it. I'm just saying that it's a normal thing. So it is important for you to become a pastor who is being acknowledged by your church members. But first of all, your wife must acknowledge you, and your your children must acknowledge you. It's the evidence uh, telling you that, oh, our pastor is uh, normally growing, he's growing normally. So pastor's family usually, uh, usually for the church members, they have, uh, they have a pastor and they have husbands separately. But, but in a pastor's family, your pastor and your husband is a one person. So, for example, if you're even the church members, if, even if they lose their husband, they can not not lose their their pastor, or or conversely. But but in the family of a pastor, if you lose your pastor, it means that you lose your husband and your father. If you lose your father, it means you lose your pastor. So that's how sensitive the family of the pastor is. So in your family, you should all meet the right condition as a father and as a pastor in your family. So our pastors should not find any um, evidences outside of the spiritual growth. You should not look at the church members and think, oh, I'm doing well. Oh, because my power and signs and miracles are being revealed. That's No, that should not be the evidence. It should be in your family. My wife acknowledged me. My children are acknowledging me. Who is the successful pastor? When he is being buried in, in his tomb, um, when his children says that my father was a, was a good pastor. In the time is his death, um, if his children says, oh, yes, or if they say like, yes, then, then it's an unfortunate thing. And that can be possible. 
Because a father and a pastor is a one person, and if his father does not minister well, all the pain and suffering will, will be inherited to the children. So the, so the children will suffer from much greater pain than the other church members. So pastor's children must be happy. And that's why I'm trying to raise these uh, pastors' children these days, because there are no other people that are that are more important than the children of the pastor. Because under the family of the priest, the priests are being raised, and through the pastors, God wants to be glorified. So that's how important the pastors are. So, anyways, we need to be continued continually be renewed. This is not my will. But this is essence of the church. This is essence of kingdom of God. This is God's will. And we will see it later too. This is method of God's rule. This is principle of God's will. So, so you need to be able to examine there is something wrong if you are being renewed. Your prayer not being renewed. You need to enter into the glory continuously, but if your prayer is not being renewed, then you should be able to pause there and, and examine yourself. So this is the new system. In the new system, um, in the new system, God is making us to adjust in the method to live in kingdom of God. So if you go out of this system, you cannot live and survive. So if you go outside of God's rule, you cannot survive. And this is something that I always say to my church members. Whether you are in your workplace, whether you are in your family, you should always be under God's rule. So wherever, wherever I go, God is always with me, right? So God must rule that place over me, through me. So I, I should always confirm whether I am under God's rule or not. Amen? That's how much God's rule is important. Okay, in chapter 8, let's see the earthly tabernacle and the old covenant that has been shut through Jesus. Why is my heart so trembling? I'm expecting, I'm looking forward for tonight's session. I shouldn't have begun preaching in this kind of time, but the Holy Spirit keeps inspiring me to preach. So, so I need to do, because I'm a servant. Let's look at verse 1. Okay, now the main point of what we are saying is this. Uh, we do have a, such a high priest. So, so he's explaining about Korean translation. That so yeah, the, the translation in Greek is echo, which is I have. So it means that we do have such a high priest. So Korean translation is translating that there is a high priest. No, it's a wrong translation. So 
So this simple nuance in the interpretation is, can corrupt our, our spirituality, our belief. So our pastors must be able to understand the original language that the Bible is written because the meaning can be deferred. And one of the main errors that Korean Bibles have there are many interpretations that is interpreting the phrases saying that I need to do this, I have to do. So they have many misunderstandings in between the past tense, uh, passive tense and active tense. Active voice and passive voice. So if you are not eating the word correctly, your spirit will become acidic. And you will begin to think uh, legalistic, legalistically, thinking that I need to do this, I need to do that. So when you translate the Bible, you need to be uh, exact and clear whether this is an in, written in an active voice or a passive voice. But in many translations, they mis they made lots of mistakes over this. this. And there are many translations that omitted many, many words. It's a great error. So our pastors, you should must study the, the languages, the original languages. And I, I sometimes um, find out these errors through reading the books and also and also because we have five doctors in our church I asked them and I also I also received the revelation from the Lord through my prayer so in in order to have a, a sound healthy spirituality you need to have the right right interpretation of the Bible in that sense, that you are so blessed that you are in Zoe ministry. Because you're listening to the right interpretation according to God's will. After a certain period of time, whether you are listening to the right interpretation or not will bring a great difference in your spirituality between the time between people. There's many differences, and we can talk about many things. Let's say if we are unable to um, eat the word as it is written originally, for an example, for example. If you are eating a certain cuisine and you are not um, uh, receiving a certain nutrient, you don't die all of a sudden. But after a certain period of time, you will begin to find some symptoms on your body. Spiritually, it's the same. Keep eating the Bible with this wrong flow. First of all, it will it will make your this wild instinct of your spirit to to fade, to fade away. So wherever I send my my church members away around the world, they they are able to minister, minister people. Of course, they there are weak people, but they are able to do spiritual battle. They can unite. 
All of these are possible because their wild instincts are still alive. But if not, if you are not eating the Bible in a right way, you will lose this instinct. You lose how to pray. You feel it difficult to fight a spiritual battle. You cannot minister people. But because I, I made this truth to flow to the church, these church members ate, ate on it and they, they uh, made that instinct uh, to be resurrected in them, to be revived in them. So do not consider the interpretation of the Bible as a light thing, lightly. So, so we call it hermeneutics. Hermeneutics is not, not about doing something good in theology. It's looking at the Bible as a whole through the revelation. Understanding what's the flow that was present in the early churches. So always, our interpretation must focus on God. You should not say like, oh, because my church members are in this situation, I should preach in this way. No. If the Bible says it in that way, then you should say it in that way. You should be able to say, hey, if you do not live like this, you will die. If you do not obey, then you will fall down. All around the world during, during Joy Ministry conferences, I say that I am not interested in the culture or the situation of the country. What's the kingdom of God? What's the Bible is speaking right now? That's what matters to me. I never consider about the, the tendency of the people nor the culture. For example, our Chinese brothers and sisters, they, they consider the relationship of people so preciously. They put their life upon these relationships. But it does not matter. A relationship between God is what matters the most. When you have human relationship, you will all die. Chinese brothers, amen? You don't say amen, right? This is an important matter. So if you are trying to apply these, these um, nation's tendency or the cultural aspect to the Bible, then you will begin to corrupt it. Latin America, let's say. Uh, the, each countries are different a little bit, but, but most of you, um, more, than you're, more than using your logics, your emotion goes first. So instead of, instead of giving out the words that stimulate their spirits, uh, you use the vocabularies or you use the preaching that stimulates their emotions. So it seems like they are receiving grace in the appearance, but in their life, there's no breakthrough because, because they only stimulate their emotion. So first, living by faith means that it does not move your emotion. Rather, faith seems so cold sometimes. It seems so ruthless. Just like, just like Moses standing before the Red Sea. Behind, there's a vast army of Egypt, and before, there's a large sea. But Moses is calm. He is proclaiming with the faith. 
It's not he's just bouncing off by his emotions or anything. Even after the splitting of the Red Sea, Moses is calm. After crossing the Red Sea, he begin, uh, begin feeling the thrill. So first, faith does not come with emotion. Faith is about accepting God's rule and His reign. So in a way, it's, it's, uh, it's the knowledge and the wisdom that, that is moving the first. And the emotion comes after. So the weakness of the Latin Americans is that they use their emotions first. So I always warn the Latin American people, whenever you guys are, are praising and worshiping, be careful. Even when God is not being pleased, you, you tend to please yourself. Of course, it'll be great um, when God is pleased and I am pleased with it. But let's say if I am not holy and not, I'm not standing before God and I am just thrilled during the praise, God is not pleased with you. This is the weakness of the Latin Americans. I don't care touching, touching at your weaknesses like this. I don't care stabbing in your wounds. So especially our pastors, you guys must understand well about the weaknesses of your people, of your nation. But what's the strength of Latin Americans? They have weak self-centeredness. So it means that they, they have weak tendency of self-centeredness. So when they when they eat the word well, they don't they understand they understand it well. But for example, Koreans, but Koreans, these Koreans, they are super strong in this selfishness and self-centeredness. This is so powerful. This is a strong fortress. So it is so tough to break that fortress for the word to penetrate. Uh, all the countries that are strong in Babylon have uh, similar tendencies like this. So it must uh, sound right to them in order to acknowledge that as a right thing. I must acknowledge that first in order to acknowledge that as a truth. So that's why I became old like this, because I'm ministering in Korea. If, if I were to minister in Latin America, I probably wouldn't uh, became old like this. Should I go immigrate? Never mind. And Koreans have strong worldly tendency. So different people have different weaknesses and different tendencies. So what I'm trying to say is that I don't apply these kind of tendencies or characteristics to the, to the truth. And Africans, um, they have this strong tendency of, of these, um, the survival instincts, the slavery instinct. So we have a, a son from, who came from Mozambique, but he's from, even though he's from Africa, he's free from the money. He's free from this slavery instinct. That's why I love him. Of course, because he's ugly, because he has many characteristics that I can love, but still I love him. But it's a fact. <laughs> 
そして<笑> Okay, so look So we have weaknesses all over, over the countries There is no one who is perfect So I'm trying to say that do not empathize with those kind of weaknesses and still trying to apply that into the truth. So us pastors, please consider this uh, very importantly. If you compromise in this aspect, your church members will never change. Just like Jeremiah 1.9 says, I have put my word on your lips. I will allow you to pluck out, destroy, and, and also uh, saw and rip. So first, God's word is to pluck out and destroy. It must have the uh, authority. It has the authority to destroy all the bindings. And then, and then you will plant later. And then you will harvest. Amen? Pastors, do not consider this lightly. Amen. So now, even now, when I'm preaching, um, do not think like, do not think like, oh, that pastor doesn't understand the situation in my country. It's not, it's not that I don't understand. It's not that I don't need to understand. So for example, when I go to Africa, how poor are they? But I tell them, I tell to the pastors, hey, are you a servant that is called by God? Then do not have another job. Concentrate all your life on your pastor ministry. If God called you, then God will take care of your life. And if you want to go to work, then just go to work and quit, quit ministering. Am I saying this because I don't understand their situations? No, because I understand who the servant that is called by God is. If God does not take care of him, why, why are you becoming a servant of the Lord? Right? Why would you take care of the church if God is not taking care of that church? There, there's no compromise in this kind of issue. Then just don't use the term kingdom of God. Because of, because of those people who are compromising, that's why God's kingdom is being, being ashamed. How tremendous, how magnificent, magnificent our Lord is. How amazing is He? How powerful is He? So He would never abandon His servant like that. So without having this boldness and confidence, how can we, how can we minister? So let's compare the being a president or being a president and being a pastor. Who do you think will be more happy? Right? Let's say uh, uh, being a president, if someone does not obey to the law, you can put that person into a jail, right? But, but, but a pastor, can a pastor put someone into a jail if someone is not being obedient in the church? <laughs> I, would be, <laughs> I would be so pleased if that is possible. You go into a jail for a month. <laughs> But actually, being a pastor is even more difficult than being a president. 
But why is it easier? Such a paradox, right? Because God is in charge of it. God is taking care of that ministry. Amen? Our pastors, you must conform your calling and you must believe and uh, understand what it means to be called to a church. Then your church will have no problem from, from then. You will have no limitations. So you need to understand that all the lacking comes from the weakness of the faith of the servant. So you, we need to be able to serve God with this complete faith. Amen. So, yeah, I guess we cannot finish chapter 8 today. I'm sorry. Uh, honestly speaking, I really didn't want to preach that much. Amen. It feels like I'm floating in the air. Amen. Lord, we thank you. I really love you guys in the Lord, in our Lord. Um, how could I continue to minister in this ministry if I, if I don't love our pastors? Of course, it is so precious to serve the church members, the lay members, but, but it is even more precious and difficult to serve the pastors because they are so important. And, and because our pastors have stronger uh, fighting opponents, sparring, sparring partners. But regardless of that, the reason why our pastors can, can do this ministry is because God loves us. Because God is feeding us good things. So please serve, serve the pastors well. This is heart of God. And also, how precious are our Yolban church members who understand uh, God's will and my will and serving all these uh, pastors around the world. So I encourage you to bless them. So let's finish here today. Amen. Amen.